Creed 3 hits theaters this weekend. Is it a KO or just okay? I've got my thoughts right now. This review is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1. Go to athleticgreens.com Dan for a special offer and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Merle here with my thoughts on Creed 3, the third film in the companion slash spinoff franchise from the Rocky series. Michael B. Jordan returns to star as Adonis Creed and also makes his directorial debut with this movie. The screenplays from Keenan Coogler, brother to Ryan Coogler, and King Richard writer Zach Balin, with Ryan Coogler getting story credit alongside the two. Sylvester Stallone, sadly, is not present either in front of or behind the camera for the first time since the whole Creed Rocky franchise began due to some rights issues and what appears to be a blood feud with the producer of the series, Erwin Winkler. Creed 3 finds Adonis Creed retired after an extremely successful career and running a gym with his trainer Duke, who's played by Wood Harris. He also enjoys time with his wife, Bianca, played by a returning Tessa Thompson, and their daughter, Amara, played by newcomer Mila Davis-Kent. But this piece is shattered with the return of Damien Dame Anderson, played by Jonathan Majors, a childhood friend of Creed's who's been in jail for nearly two decades after an incident that involved both of them as kids. Dame is out for revenge and to prove himself as the dominant fighter he never got a chance to be, and Adonis is racked with guilt over the role he played in the incident that sent Dame to jail. This eventually brings Creed out of retirement and puts the two former friends on a collision course. We are nearly 50 years from the beginning of the Rocky Creed franchise, and while it is unfortunate that there is bad blood with Sylvester Stallone and the characters that he helped create, or at least the spinoffs of the characters that he helped create, I think it's also a good time to put a little air in this franchise and to distance Creed from Rocky just a little bit. Even including the first two Creed movies, for the first time, this is fully Adonis Creed's story. This is about his life, his past, Rocky's not involved, and I think that if you were to bring those Rocky tie-ins back, it would have felt even more formulaic than this movie does at times. Creed stylistically has always felt distinct from the Rocky franchise, and I think it's because Ryan Coogler was at the helm when they kicked this thing off back in 2015, and this continues under Michael B. Jordan's direction, particularly in the fight sequences. Now, there are some things about these movies that can't change, no matter how much you work with different characters, and that includes the fact that these movies always end in a high-stakes, personal-grudge boxing match. But the fights in Creed 3 are unlike anything in the franchise before, and I think that these changes will probably divide audiences with traditionalists likely to be a little bit skeptical of what Jordan's bringing to the table here. I actually found these changes to be refreshing thematically. It's not the same climactic fight we've seen now several times before in the Rocky franchise, but I also didn't like the addition of things like almost constant visual effects in these final fights. Because of both the aesthetic and potentially the fact that there were still COVID regulations in place when they shot this film, a lot of the audience in the backgrounds are all digital, and that doesn't quite work with the realism that a lot of the other movie has but the changes do make sense in a way because Michael B. Jordan has some real aspirations as a director here he's not just going to make the same Rocky movie that you've already seen and it probably would have been easier to make that movie he wanted to shoot the fight scenes in IMAX he wanted to give them their own unique feel and I have to respect that ambition even if the execution didn't always work for me a hundred percent 
Overall, I feel like Michael B. Jordan demonstrates a really steady hand as a director, probably because he's working with a cast whom he knows and trusts. Of course, the major new addition is Jonathan Majors as Damian Dame Anderson, and he's having quite a year. He brings a fury to this role, laced with a deep well of pain, and my hope is that after this 2023 trilogy of films that Jonathan Majors has, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, this movie, and then Magazine Dreams, which I think is his best performance out of the three, that he doesn't get typecast in this sort of role, which is a sort of quiet anger, a quiet fury with this deep well of rage and pain underneath. I don't want to see Majors get typecast as the silent psychopath, if you will, with these big bursts of anger. I know that he's capable of more than that. He plays these notes very well, and I think that all three of these performances are great, but I think we also have more in store to see from him. Given that, however, I think that he does add a lot of dimension to what could have been a one-dimensional villain character, and it also helps that Michael B. Jordan has a really great grasp of the role of Adonis Creed. He knows this part inside and out, and here we see an evolved Creed. He's now in the twilight of his boxing career. There's a lot of time given to his relationship with his wife and daughter, and it's good to see that the family isn't sidelined here. Felicia Rashad, always a welcome addition to any movie, really, and her character provides a balance to Adonis's inner turmoil. And then we have Wood Harris coming back as Duke. I love that this character is just as willing, perhaps more willing, to tell Adonis the truth, even if it's a difficult truth, as any other member of the Creed family. Mila Davis-Kent also provides some fire as Amara Creed, Creed's young daughter, who's trying to find her own path between the conflict-solving nature of her mother and the fighting nature of her father. If there are indeed future Creed installments, we'll see how this does at the box office. And then, you know, creatively, I think it's very likely in 10 or 15 years that we will see Amara Creed as the third generation of Creed to get into the ring because they're certainly laying that groundwork in this film. I also really love how the movie handles the character of Amara, who's deaf, as is the young actress who plays her. And this is something that was really established starting back in the first film. I think that these Creed movies have done a great job of destigmatizing and normalizing deaf characters in movies and understanding that these characters aren't defined by being deaf or having hearing impairments. They live with it as part of their everyday lives and it also doesn't define what their hopes and dreams are. And I think that we've made some great steps across the board in a lot of films, including this one. Now what's fresh in Creed 3 also sort of highlights the things that are more formulaic because as much as you do mess with the formula and evolve your characters, this is still a Rocky slash Creed movie. And by the time we get to Act 3, we do have to start ticking off the boxes. A training montage, a crisis of confidence, the tauntingly arrogant villain, an up and down final showdown. It's only the talent involved that keeps this from devolving into a forgettable franchise entry. In preparing for this review, I went back and revisited my thoughts on Creed 2 when it came out and at the time I said that I hoped there would be no more Creed movies because I thought that the motivations would be forced that they would feel even more formulaic the movies themselves and looking back on this film I feel like they actually did better than I feared they would I think the personal connection with this character makes the motivations feel a little less forced and it doesn't feel as formulaic as I worried that the third movie would but I kind of echo the same thoughts which is that I really do hope that this is the end of the Creed 
franchise because the returns do diminish. And even though there were attempts to break formula and it doesn't feel as rote as it could have, and it's a movie that I enjoyed, it doesn't feel as essential a part of the story as the last two movies did. I think that with every sequel, the stories are feeling less and less weighty. And even this one, for all of its character importance, feels far too easily resolved and leaves me wondering what consequences are left in the wake of the story. Like the Rocky films before them, I think that the Creed movies are skating on very thin ice, and the Rocky movies fell through that ice in Rocky V and went away for a very long time before Rocky Balboa, which I think is actually one of the stronger films in the franchise, but I think you needed that time away. And I also think that Rocky Balboa, it was very lucky that that movie worked, and I think, quite frankly, it was very lucky that the Creed franchise has worked. It's because you have great people, creative people behind the camera, and that's not always the case. So my fervent hope with this third film film, which I am going to recommend, although I think I liked it maybe about as much as the second movie, maybe a little bit less, is that the Creed franchise will do going forward what it's proven difficult for so many boxers to actually do, which is to retire and stay retired while you're still in fighting shape. So what do you think? Are you going to be heading out to see Creed 3 in theaters this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1. I started taking AG1 a while ago because it was hard for me to get into the routine of taking daily supplements. You forget to take the pills, but breakfast is something that I do every single day. So when I take AG1, I put it into my breakfast shake and it makes me feel like I'm covering my nutritional bases right off the bat and just starting my day off right. It's really helped me with improved digestion and gut health, but it's also good to know that I'm giving my body so many different things it needs, especially as I've just passed 40. AG1 is just one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day, or like I say, you can throw it into a shake, making it easy to live your best life. And every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients and delivered to me every month. So it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. Athletic Greens is also a climate neutral certified company. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry right here in the U.S. In 2020 alone, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com Dan. That's athleticgreens.com slash Dan, D-A-N, and check it out. Thanks to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this video, and thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, box office, Oscars, and more. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.